welcome back to another episode of the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm super, super excited because we're going to talk about the presence of God. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time, and I'm going to give you guys some super easy ways that you can cultivate the presence of God in this podcast. But before we get started, I just want to let you know about next week, we are starting a brand new series on relationships. So whether you're single, you're married, you're dating, you're looking, you're waiting, um, as a Christian, we are going to touch on those different topics. I've brought on some experts and some amazing guests, and we're going to kick it off with Brenna Belaine. So if you have not heard of her, you can check her out at Bun on My Head. She has an amazing podcast called Can I Say That? And we're going to talk about same-sex attraction in the church next week. Yeah, it's going to be juicy. So make sure you tune in for that next week. But for now, get ready, grab your journal, grab your Bible, and let's jump into the word. Welcome to the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, your host. This is the podcast where you can come and have your faith stirred up and be encouraged by sisters like me and other amazing women that we have on the show who share advice and testimonies. Our hope is that you leave here more on fire for Jesus than you were before. Now get ready to be encouraged with today's episode. So I'm pumped for this episode because I've been wanting to do this podcast for a really long time. I have enjoyed the presence of God, um, you know, whether it's in my church, whether it's in my room and I'm worshiping, whether it's I'm working, I have love, love, love experiencing the presence of God. And even though I've had all these, you know, amazing encounters with the Lord, experience him and his presence on a regular basis, I felt like I honestly didn't know how precious the presence was until I started reading Exodus. So if you guys don't know, the book of Exodus, it's the book after Genesis, and it's where the Israelites leave Egypt. They come out of slavery, led by Moses. He parts the Red Sea, and then they destroy all of Pharaoh's army. It's amazing. So at this point in the Bible, the presence of God is limited to a tent. So where I'm going to start reading from is Exodus 33:11. If you want to follow along, if you got your version or your paper Bible, we're going to start there. So Moses is meeting with God in this tent outside the camp where all of the other Israelites are. So I want to read this because I think there are some keys that really show us how God wants to relate to us in his presence. So I'm going to read and then we're going to go through those. Okay, Exodus 33, 11. And also, so you may hear a little clicking. That's me clicking around trying to find the verse. <laughs> okay, so Exodus 33, 11. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. 12. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. He's talking about who are you going to send with me to take us to the promised land? Because they're in that in-between space. Verse 13. If you are pleased with me, teach me your way so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Verse 15. 
Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. 16. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? 17. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. 18. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. Wow. 19. And the Lord said, I will, I will cause all my goodness to pass. I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim the name, the Lord in your presence. I will have them. I will have mercy on whom I'll have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. Okay. Wow. (laughs) That is an awesome encounter with the Lord. Hey, but yeah, if we really pay attention to what the dialogue between Moses and God during this time in the tent, we see exactly how God relates to us the first way. So he wants to relate to us as a friend. In verse 11, he said that he spoke to him face to face as one speaks to a friend. So he sees you as a friend. He relates to you as a friend. He sees you on the same like level. That's what, like when you look at your best friend, you don't see them as like above you or like below you. You see as equal. So God sees you as this equal level. That's how he sees us. And he loves us as a friend. Second key, he wants to be intimate with you. Literally how God and Moses are meeting are away from everyone else in their own tent. That's it. Like it's just him and God. So that just shows us right there, like how God wants to be intimate with us and close with us and be one-on-one with us. Again, I'm going to use a friend example. So when you're with a friend and you're amongst all these different people, you probably don't say the same things or talk about the same things as you would if you were just one-on-one with a friend. That's intimacy. And that's the same intimacy that God was cultivating with Moses and he still cultivates with you today if you will go and be alone with him. Third key, he wants to talk to you. It says God talked face to face to Moses. He talked with him. That means when you talk to someone, do you just talk at them (laughs) or do you talk to them and they talk back? It's a two-way conversation. It's a real relationship. God wants to talk with you when you go to his presence in your alone place, one-on-one with him and build that intimacy. Fourth key in how God relates to us In verse 17, he said, I will do the thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. God knows you. He says in the word, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. He created you. He knows everything about you. And another key here is that he says he's pleased with you. So that means when you come into his presence, when you go to talk with him, he's not looking at you like he's angry with you or he's upset with you or he's disappointed with you, but he is pleased with you. 
50, Moses asked him to show me your glory and the Lord does it. He said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim the, the name of the Lord, my name, the Lord in your presence. Wow. So when you are in that intimate place and you say, God, show me your glory, show me how amazing you are. Show me your awesomeness. He will wow your socks off. So ask for it and you'll get to understand who God is and get to know him even more. Sixth key is verse 14. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. In his presence is true rest. Anytime you feel overwhelmed, stressed out, angry, upset, you can just go to him and give him your burdens. You can talk to him. You can ask him to show him your glory. Like he, in his presence, there is rest. So anywhere that you're feeling stressed, tired, anxious, scared, there is true rest only in his presence. And I have seen this and experienced this for myself so many times. I felt angry or frustrated or upset or just sad. And, you know, I try to turn to other things like, oh, let me just, you know, watch a movie or let me just go out with friends or let me just do this. But you never like truly feel that peace or like that rest until at least for me, like I go into the presence of God and I gain rest from that. I gain peace from that. I'm like, okay, my heart is aligned again. Like I can go out and do the things that I need to. There's rest in his presence. And the seventh and final key is he wants to go with you. This is so exciting to me because we are no longer in the Old Testament, even though it's such a beautiful, prophetic picture of what's coming when Jesus dies on the cross for us and resurrects and we have reconciliation with the Father, Moses represents Jesus in this. He's just a picture of what's coming, but he wants to go with us. And now that we have complete reconciliation with the Father and we no longer have to go to a tent to experience his presence or go on a mountain or go any to a specific temple that his presence lives within us all because of what Jesus did on the cross. Somebody lift up a shout of praise, okay? <laughs> that is an amazing, incredible truth and such a privilege that we have today. We are in the new covenant. We are not in the old covenant anymore that we are completely, you know, free from sin. His holiness can is a part, is one with us now. We're no longer separated and limited with, to his presence to a specific place. So yes, all the righteous requirements were met through Christ. Romans 8, 4 says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Come on. So this means there's no sacrifices to be given before we have to step into the presence of God. We actually carry the presence of God because Jesus died as our sacrifice for on our behalf once and for all, atoning for our sins forever. So we are free to live in the spirit. We are in the spirit realm because when he died, he gave us the Holy Spirit. So yeah, I'm going to read a few verses that talk about how the Holy Spirit lives within us and how we actually carry the presence of God. So let's read 2 Timothy 1.14. 
Okay, guys, before I even start, know that if you ever hear someone just quote like a scripture, including me, um, please go and read the entire chapter of that uh, entire chapter that they're quoting the verse from. Why is this important? Because you need to know the truth of what that scripture means, because it can be You can hear a verse quoted out of context and it changes everything about the meaning, okay? So I want you to know why you believe the things that you do and I want you to find truth for yourself, always. So anytime you hear someone or myself quote a scripture, go read the full thing because you'll understand a deeper revelation of the context of what it's coming from. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. So 2 Timothy 1.14. So guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, the treasure which has been entrusted to you. The treasure, and it says the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? This is Paul asking the questions to the Corinth church. Corinth church. Colossians 1.27, God chose to make known to them how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is in Christ in and among you, the hope and guarantee of glory. In and among, we know an omnipresent God who is in us. He's around us. He is everywhere. We cannot put him in a box as much as we try to. And I know I definitely did when I was first like falling in love with Jesus. Like I was like, I would ask questions like, can the spirit, you know, only be present if X, Y, and Z. And I, I was serious. <laughs> and as I grew my relationship with him, I realized God can do anything. He will move on any heart. There is no heart that is too hard for him. There is no box that is too big or too small. There is no disease that he can't heal. He is God. He is so big that we can't even fathom him altogether. And now that God lives in us through the Holy Spirit. That's insane. We just read tons of scripture saying how he lives in us, how Jesus lives in us. And you can do your own Bible study. I really encourage you to do that. I smacked my journal. But I really encourage you to do that. Do your own Bible study. You can even use Google. I use Google all the time and say, you know, Christ in me versus Bible verses or Christ lives in me Bible verses. And you can go find them through the quick list and then actually either open your paper Bible or use version and read the full chapter. Again, you need to know the context, not just the single verse. It carries richness and it also gives truth. Like sometimes you can take verses out of context if you don't read it within the full chapter. So please, 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 please read. So now that we know that Jesus lives in us, how he wants to relate to us and how we can experience him and his presence, how do we cultivate his presence? How do we take him with us? So I wrote down just a few tips. I feel like I covered a lot just exploring the keys in Exodus, but I wanted to touch on some I made it and may have not really hit on. So the first one is meeting with him one-on-one. I covered that pretty hardcore already in the podcast, um, but I think a part of that I wanted to hit on is focus on him. 
Because you can show up and, like, get in your prayer closet or the cute chair in your room or even lay in your bed or sit on your bed and your mind can be 10 million other places. So you need to turn off distractions. Um, I did a podcast episode on that, um, like, getting rid of distractions, how to spend time with God. But, yeah, get away from distractions. Focus on Him. Second, worship in your time with the Lord and cultivating his presence because you don't want to wake every day up. You can't wake up every day and just be like, oh, well, I have the presence of God in me, so I don't need to like spend time with him or get to know him or whatever. Yeah, you carry the presence of God, but how are you going to cultivate it so it pours out of you? And that comes with spending time with Jesus. He's the one that's going to change your heart and do everything without all the works, without all the striving, without all of that. So worship, dance, sing, have fun. This is the time where you can dance like a crazy person. Maybe that dance you've always wanted to do in a Sunday service, but you're like, oh, there's a lot of people here. It's going to look weird. AKA I'm raising my hand right now. I know that. (laughs) And when I'm alone with Jesus and I'm worshiping, I dance like crazy. I have a lot of fun. You know, I'm getting to the point where I can do that fully in public. Okay. (laughs) But it's also something special about the secret place things like just like Moses it was just him and God and like I have things that like I'm like oh it's just me and you I love it like it's so special it's special when it's just you and him so do different things in your worship three prayer pray to the Lord pray um pray about specific you know circumstances that you have share your heart pray about your heart I've talked about heart prayers on here things that you want him to change he'll come in and do it Four, reading the word. We've talked about this a lot. The last episode was about how to read your Bible consistently. So, and I've talked a lot about on this episode. So read the word daily. It's a way you can encounter God. Five, talk to him. Speak to him. Talk to him like he is a person. He is, there's the person of Jesus. There's the person of Holy Spirit. You can talk to Holy Spirit. You can talk to Jesus. You can talk to God. Yes, he is a triune, omnipresent God. He's amazing. Like have those relationships. And as you start to talk to them, you start to say, oh, wow, like I can have all these beautiful relationships with the Lord in these different facets. Um, Six, listen and receive. This is huge. We like to talk a lot. We like to worship a lot. There's a lot of outward expression when we spend time with God, but it's so important to learn to listen to what he's saying. Listen to what he's speaking to your heart. For me, it's when I'm worshiping and I'm praising him. My hands are in the air and I just, he speaks and I hear him so clearly in those moments. And I, afterwards, you know, after I get out of the the glory, (laughs) I write those things down because I don't want to forget. I was like, wow, you just shared so much wisdom and knowledge and stuff that I needed and I don't want to forget it. So make sure you just write it down. Um, whatever that looks like for you, phone, whatever. Um, yes, seven. Oh, I love it. Like that's it. Take it with you. (laughs) All these things I just mentioned don't have to be done necessarily in your one-on-one time, right? I think it's so critical that we develop that secret place. He made you in the secret place. Um, he met, he met with Moses in the secret place. There's lots of things that God does in the secret place. So I think that's really 
important um, that we have that secret place time with him. But that doesn't mean that all of these things are off limits once you go out into the world, once you go do your podcast, once you go to work, once you go take your dogs out to the park. Like, God is still with you. Remember, we just read all those verses about how God lives in us. That means he's there 24-7. It's just the question we have to ask ourselves is, are we acknowledging him? Are we acknowledging that we are one with Christ all of the time and not just in the one-on-one moments with him where we can hardcore feel his presence? Those moments are so important, but it's also so important how we live with Christ. Like we need to really cultivate this this presence through doing these things throughout our day as a lifestyle. Like I love what Todd White, his whole thing is lifestyle Christianity. Like I'm like, yes, dude, yes. Like it's not just a Sunday crazy shaking on the floor experience. Like it's not just in your room alone, like having crazy revelations and visions or dreams. Like it's an everyday thing. You take them with you. So like when you're working and maybe you do marketing and you're, you know, doing social media for clients and you see all these people on the feed, like maybe the Holy Spirit wants you to pray for those people. Maybe he wants you to intercede for them. Like think about the posture of like, God, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? Holy Spirit, what do you want to do right now? Maybe he just wants to talk to you while you're doing your work. Maybe he wants you to help crunch numbers. God knows everything, okay? God has shown me so many practical things and ways I need to structure things. And even if I have like trouble, like literally this week I was doing um, some homework for a mastermind that I'm in and it was all about coaching and stuff like that um, because I'm about to start offering that as offering some coaching um, to help people with their spiritual lives. And I was really stuck because I was like, man, I really, I'm not sure like what to, what to say or, you know, whatever. And I go to sleep and I wake up at three in the morning and Holy Spirit just gives it all to me, just tells me everything. And I was like, that was awesome. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that was amazing. Keep doing that. I'm available at 3 a.m. So yeah, I think that's another key is like our availability. And I've talked a lot about that in the podcast. So if you guys are hearing the trends, um, it's kind of like in the Bible, you know, when God repeats things over and over, it's because they're important. So it's the same with this podcast. If you hear me repeat it over and over, it's really important. So that is all I have for you guys today. I just want to pray for you. Um, yeah, I just want to pray even over myself also. It's like pray for us that God would help us to have the posture of Moses. And when he says, you know, if you don't go with me, like, I don't want to go. Like, if your presence doesn't go with us, like, I don't even send me. Like, I want that. I want that. Like, how often do we just go ahead instead of like waiting for the presence of God or waiting on God. We're just like, okay, like sometimes I get it. You're like, all right, I gotta go. Like, but still you carry the presence. So cultivating it, even when you're on the move, even when you're on the go, like how can you cultivate it? Praying in tongues, all those things I gave, I already gave you the tools. I already gave you the steps. I already gave you what to do. Now it's just doing it and experiencing God. And you have that privilege because you are a new covenant believer who was born again in Christ. You have full access to the Father. No, nothing is separating you from the love of Jesus and he is pleased with you in that presence. So I just pray that revelation just hit your heart right now. 
like a fire, like a wind, and it never, ever leaves, that you be marked by that, the way you walk, the way you speak, the way you act. Yes, yes, God, that you appreciate, that we appreciate your presence and we, we cultivate it every day, that we eager, that we long to do that because we love you so much, Lord. And we just pray, yeah, if we just pray for renewed minds in this area, God, we pray for any brain issues, Lord, we pray for healing over that. I don't know. I don't know why I just felt that. So I just pray for healing over anyone with brain issues, Lord. Um, and even just wrong thinking, whatever that is, God, we just in depression, God, we just speak against that in the name of Jesus. We declare your healing power over them right now, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for healing right now, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Yes, he says, by his stripes, we are healed. Woo! Thank you, guys. I'll see you next week for the Relationships podcast series. I'm so, so, so excited. You enjoyed this. I would love if you took two seconds to leave a five-star review and tell me what you thought about it. All right. I'll see you next time.